Welcome to Quick Hits from the Gridiron Breakdown. I'm Jay. Thanks for joining me on this exclusive audio feeds only short solo rant podcast, whatever you want to call it here, from us at the Gridiron Breakdown. We've created this specifically for those of you who subscribe or listen to our audio channels. So again, you can go to Spotify, Apple, wherever you find your podcasts and download us there. Go ahead and hit subscribe. We'd appreciate that. If you can, leave us a five-star review. If you're looking for a feed or want your own RSS feed, go to anchor.fm slash gridiron breakdown altogether, one word, and you'll find the feed of choice. So thanks for being here. We're going to do these from time to time. I'm and the other host splitting them up. Just quick thoughts about football-related stuff, but outside of the usual X's and O's, game, action, matchup stuff we do on the main show. And today, as you can see from the title... I'm going to talk about why Florida State should hold fast. Look, I get it, Seminole Nation. I get it. You were not happy with the way Jimbo Fisher left. You got Willie Taggart in, said it was his dream job, and it went south fast, and patience was thin, and he was gone. Two seasons. And now you're into the second season of Mike Norvell, though let's be honest, last year, COVID year, you know, what kind of pass we want to give him, whatever. There's been some off-the-field stuff, and then the the on-the-field hasn't been great. And this year has not started great. Lost to Notre Dame in overtime. That was the best game. Lost to Jacksonville State on the, I don't want to call it a Hail Mary. It was a deep vertical pass that the defense was just misaligned for. Then got crushed by Wake Forest on the road. There's actually no shame in that because Wake's decently good in the ACC, but whatever. Then got beat by Louisville. Came back and fought hard in that game, but Louisville was way out in front. And it's the first 0-4 start since 1974. I, I get it. And you're looking at what's coming, and you see more losses on the horizon. This weekend, it's Syracuse coming up. Now, you get them at home. The Orange aren't great, but they're also not terrible. So... Then you got to go on the road to North Carolina. That's definitely an up-and-down team in Chapel Hill, but Florida State's not really shown a lot of promise to be able to handle what that's going to look like. So then a week off, then UMass, that's a win. Then at Clemson, and while this is definitely a, quote, down version of the Clemson we all know, end quote, uh, they're still better, and it's kind of obvious that they're still better. Then you got NC State. That's a good team. Then Miami, that's a struggling team. And by November the 13th, who knows what the situation will be like for them. That could be a, uh, you know, coaches on the hot seat bowl, whatever you want to call it. Got to go to Boston College. Uh, Not a good time to go to Chestnut Hill and play Jeff Halfley's squad. They're really salty. Then you end at Florida. That wasn't going to be good anyway. Uh, So, yeah, there's a lot of losses coming. No lie. It's it's not going to be a pretty record. There's no bowl games this year unless something major changes. And the problem with Florida State right now is it's not stuff you can major change. The line play is not good. The depth isn't great. Can't get the offense on track. Defense can't really stop anybody. That's stuff that takes time to fix. But here's two big reasons why I think you just hold what you got. Keep the powder dry just for a little bit on this. One, there's the economics reasons, which everybody has laid out. But the fact that you're already paying one coaching staff to go away You paid Willie Taggart and his staff. And people always talk about the head coach buyout. Don't forget the assistants that are wrapped up in that. It's not as much money, but when you compound it all together, it's a lot of money. You got that going on. And if you were to make the move on Norvell because you don't have a four-cause reason to get rid of him, all right, it's going to be 20-plus mil just to him. 
and then the assistants, and then you've got to put out the kind of money that'll not only attract a coach, because you could get a coach, but attract the kind of coach you want to turn that around. And the truth of the matter is you've probably got him there already. Norvell's not a dummy. He's not a bad coach. And he didn't forget how to run a football team overnight. It's been rocky. It's not been good. I get it. I've been there. But it's not the right move right now because you're going to develop a reputation in the coaching circles and look in the media, which is less important, but they're going to drive narrative on you for a while that Florida State can't stay patient. They don't know where they are. And you're going to circle the drain for a while by paying a lot of people to not be there who maybe if you had to hold on a little bit longer, could have done better. Could Willie Taggart have done better? We'll never know. I like to think it could have been okay there, but you know that, that ship has sailed. Florida State, you don't need to get impatient. You don't need to get into the coach fire business this fast because the truth of the matter is there are going to be a good number of jobs coming open. It looks like we're going to have a – we had a pretty active coaching carousel last year. I think we're going to have a more active one this year. You've already got USC open out there in the space, and whoever they pull, that's going to be another domino out, probably going to pull somebody from a respectable program, and then it's going to be a matter of where do you fall in the pecking order? Who can you get? Now, if this starts uh, to go down another track like this and you're looking into next year and it's an 0-4 start or something like that, then I I hear you because that's unacceptable at a program like yours with the history you've got, the stature you've got, the resources that you've got in play. And look, next year doesn't get easy. You open up with Duquesne, that's a do, but you got LSU in a neutral site game in New Orleans, please. Then you've got Louisiana, that's not a bad team. Then Florida on the schedule next year, too. And then your ACC slate. You know, you're going to play a lot of good teams next year. Um, and you're going to have to be better for sure. But there's reason to think you can get better. Talent's around, there's talent on the sidelines. There, it's just got to be seasoned. So Florida State fans and administrators, if by chance you're listening to this, but most likely just fans, I would say, look, I hear you, I feel you, I've been there as a fan myself, but keep your powder dry, keep things in perspective and go, we're still turning this around, give the man a chance to get it done. And if he doesn't get it done, then by all means, move on. But be smart, because if you're not, If you're not, if you're impatient, then that's when mistakes start to get made because you start pulling the trigger way too early, start pulling the hook way too early. And it's just like when you start pulling a quarterback way too early in a game or start rotating them in and out, stuff like that. What happens? They get the yips. Things start to get a little sideways. It's hard to rebuild confidence. It's the same as a program. It doesn't look great right now. But you know what What does look great? Getting a couple of wins, starting to see proof of concept. It's there, Florida State. Just be patient with it. So hang in there. It's a long road, but it's not an impossible one. This has been Jay for Quick Hits on the Gridiron Breakdown. Again, go ahead and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. And please share it on your social medias. And also follow us on social media as well. TheGridironBreakdown.com will take you to everywhere you want to go. Peace out.